We're all searching for stability or something that lasts. Streaming on Anchor FM Worldwide, Eternal Insight starts now. Here's Anthony Marinese. To all seekers and persons in search of what lasts in life, welcome. You've made the right choice to join us here on Eternal Insight. I'm your host, Anthony Marinese, and for the next half hour, we'll be exploring the depths of what endures to eternity. Indeed, we can find glimpses of the eternal life in the here and now, and I assure you, not only as a trained theologian, but from life experience, there are good things in this life which we never have to let go of or lose. They become so much a part of us that they follow us from this life into life everlasting. This is the inaugural episode, the pilot, if you will, of Eternal Insight. So we want to, of course, inform you that this show is about living now in the life to come, saying goodbye to all that is temporary, and finally laying hold to what is promised, what endures, and what gives us life to its fullest. After a brief intro on each show, we'll begin with a quote from a scholar, philosopher, teacher, or extraordinary figure, which will help frame the topic of the day's show. Since today is our pilot episode, we actually have two. So we'll dive right into those, and both quotes today come from very wise saints. The first, from St. Francis de Sales, patron of writers. In his beautiful and widely read spiritual classic, Introduction to the Devout Life, de Sales writes, God knows how very precious friendship is. Precious because it comes from God, because it tends to God, because God is the link that binds you, and because it will last forever in Him. How blessed a thing to begin that friendship here, which is sure to endure forever there, or in life eternal. Our second quote comes from St. John Vianney, the cure de Ars, a French saint who's also the patron saint of ministers, priests, and consecrated persons. He is known to have said, The eyes of the world see no further than this life, but the eyes of the faithful deep into eternity. Both of these quotes well encompass our goals of this first show today, and can you guess from them what our topic might be? We'll eliminate your guesswork and simply tell you, today we're discussing friendship and its abilities to begin here and endure beyond this life, deep into eternity, as the Curity Ars says. Again, since this is our first show, we have two guests today, wherein we ordinarily would only have one. But of course, in authentic friendship, as the philosopher Aristotle is known to have said, a friend is but a single soul dwelling in two bodies. So I suppose, in a way, we have one guest, as these true friends likely share a similar soul. These individuals have received a Food and Wine Best New Chef Award in 2013 and are James Beard Award Best Chef in Southeast Region finalists for three years in a row. Apart from these remarkable honors, these gentlemen are owners and executive chefs of five remarkably innovative and successful one-of-a-kind type restaurants. Andrew Michael Italian Kitchen, Hog and Hominy, Porcellino's, and Catherine and Mary's in Memphis, as well as Josephine Estelle in New Orleans. To, ch to chat with us today, we warmly welcome Chefs Andrew Tyser and Michael Hudman. Welcome, gentlemen, and thank you for being here to share your journey with us today. Uh, thank you for having us. Thank you so much. So what we're going to do today um, is we're going to just lightly converse um, a bit, and we want to basically have you share with our listeners how your friendship has led you down this incredible journey and through this incredible success. Um, you know, I tell people constantly, uh, not just when I have meetings here, uh, but dates maybe even, 
the enormity of, of y'all's success is, is remarkable because they always have a place that they can choose from, whether we're in the mood for uh, you know, a fine date dinner or fine dining, if I'm taking a, a business client who's just looking for something casual or something like that, um, your, your restaurants here in Memphis provide a little bit of something for everybody. So what we want to do is show all of our listeners how, uh, through the gift of friendship, which both of you share, you have actually taken that and formed not only successful business enterprise, but have built upon that. Um, so what our sort of first intro here is, we, we're interested in basically just hearing y'all's story, where your friendship began and how it's taken you to um, where you've begun. Now, of course, there's two of you, so uh, finding out who's going to be doing the talking is going to be the most fascinating part of this whole venture. Uh, well, I think you'll, you'll learn very quickly that we have a tendency to cut each other off uh, all the time. Uh, but, you know, uh, my name is Michael Hudman. Um, Andy and I both, we first met back in sixth grade, I believe. Um, I was at St. Louis, uh, St. Louis School, and was at St. Anne Barlow, and we met playing sports. So we met, we used, somehow we, uh, we guarded each other in basketball, we played the same position in baseball, and, you know, same position in football, or played against each other in football. Um, and that's really kind of where our friendship started, most likely, mainly on the basketball court. Um, and so we started hanging out with each other, and, you know, uh, started spending the night at each other's houses or whatever, and uh, uh, around seventh grade, eight, like the summer of seventh grade, going to eighth grade, um, we realized that we both have crazy Italian families and very big families, and that Sunday is a very precious day to us. Um, growing up, Sunday was you'd wake up, go to church, um, come back home, eat lunch, play, uh, and then while we're eating lunch, they'd be talking about what we're going to do for dinner. Um, but with that being said, you know, your grandmother, my mama, you know, it was always at our house when you weren't allowed to miss. Um, but then, you know, she met Andy and she knew his family and where they came from. So, you know, where, all his, she knew his um, grandmothers and so she kind of gave me the blessing to go over there one time. And that, that's kind of where it really all started. That's where, you know, we realized, man, um, you know, the food that we're eating here is pretty special stuff and um, growing up in a house surrounded by food whether it's for a celebration whether it's Sunday afternoon or or if it's for you know you know a sorrow sorrow event everything is surrounding by food everything is surrounded by food and the amount of love that they put into the food you know we didn't even really know at that time the amount of hospitality that we were actually learning um, so that's kind of where it started and then we just became buddies um, best friends and from eighth grade, from seventh grade on, best friends. Um, and yeah, so we just started going to each other's house and we'd go to holidays. You know, uh, on our holidays, we'd do capolettis and on the same holiday day, we'd, Andy's family would do raviolis. So we got the best of both worlds for every holiday. So we had capolettis and raviolis every holiday. So that was kind of a, a big win. There's, um, some story I, I, I am led to believe um, about how you guys made a pact of wanting to open a restaurant or something like that. Andy, do you want to share a little bit about that? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, about ninth grade, we were Coach Brummer's class. In Coach Brummer's English class, and we were talking about, um, you know, the idea of, of, you know, we wanted to go to college and have something to fall back on in case this. You know, idea of opening our own spot together uh, didn't didn't come to fruition. But uh, you know, we wanted to go. We knew we wanted to go to Italy and go to culinary school. And 
you know, learn and, and see the culture that our grandparents grew up in overseas and kind of really submerge ourselves into that and then come back to Memphis and, and open up a spot that was uh, inspired by our grandmother's uh, cooking in the American South uh, combined with their kind of uh, heritage of, of living in Italy as kids and um, and then our, our perspective of what, what it is now and uh, so we kind of freshman year made a pact to, to do that and we set goals um, we set five goals and we just started crossing them off and then once we would complete a set of five goals we start another set of five goals and then we, we constantly and we still do that today we still constantly go after uh, things we want to take on and that's kind of how it all started Without a doubt, your story, uh, both of yours, uh, in, in this joint venture together in, in, in friendship is remarkable. There, there are so many individuals in, in the world today who've become sort of skeptics or, or cynical in a way uh, that friendship can last or can endure um, forever. But um, you guys are, are living proof to the contrary that, that, that friendship it doesn't have to end, that it can in fact endure um, beyond the pale or beyond the veil even of, of this life. And I, I think something that might be interesting for our listeners to know is, is that your friendship has actually brought others together uh, in friendship. I mean, I, if memory serves me correctly, you guys were not far from each other in terms of uh, marrying your wives and having children it's all sort of just been sort of play by play keeping yeah. up with keeping up with one another so I was wondering maybe if, if you could um, enlighten our viewers a little bit about how perhaps your friendship and your togetherness has actually brought others into the fold uh, yeah sure um, so I think um, well to touch on your first point about kind of like you know uh, going into business with the friends um, you know everybody warns you against it and I think um, for we hit you know a business opening up a business or a restaurant and we'll talk about the restaurant just because that's what we know opening up a restaurant will push you to a limit you don't even know existed and um, we did have that moment where we sat outside the patio one night and we looked at each other and said it's not worth it you know we'll we'll pull out um, you know it's not worth losing a friendship over and we just said you know what we we slept on it it was a Saturday night slept on it didn't come in Sunday, didn't come in Monday, came to work Tuesday, and just, I mean, really, we just, you know, you pray about it, and, you know, you put your faith in, you know, each other, and, and from that moment on, things got better, and, you know, and I think for, for me, having Andy to bounce everything off, whether it's a dish, or whether it's a, an idea, or whether it's a whatever, you know, and having him to kind of be there to check our egos, you know, I think that's one thing that we've always been taught from our parents, is to stay humble and stay appreciative. Um, and we're there. That's it, to me. It's one of the greatest benefits of having somebody who thinks identical to me, and who you know we, we know how to push each other's buttons, and we know how not to. And I think that's important. But uh, uh, that that was one of the that's one of the most that's probably one of the things I cherish most about having uh, a business partner as a as a best friend. Um, but yeah, so you know about the family thing too you know we live um less than half a mile away from each other uh we literally live on a, on the same street um we both have two kids uh we're both married i told i think andy told my and he could probably talk about this story but when i married my wife when i proposed to katie my wife i think andy said uh 
well, now that you know you're marrying Michael, you're also marrying me. And, <laughs> and, uh, and then come to find out, and down the road, Andy married my cousin, so we're... <laughs> yeah, yeah, so in, uh, in seventh grade, you know, Mike and I, uh, I started to meet his family members and his cousin Peter. Um, uh, we used to, you know, play basketball together, and I met his sister, Carrie, and uh, knew back then uh, that one day that was going to happen. And uh, so yeah, we ended up marrying. I ended up marrying his cousin. Pretty wild. <laughs> With what confidence? And knew, knew, yeah, even, knew, yeah. knew even back then he, that that he, was going to happen. Did you? He definitely called. <laughs> it. Oh, I love it. See, see, this is this is all. Um, honestly, I, I would think without a doubt, our, our listeners probably listening right now and just just thinking, wow, this is not something that that happens often. And and there is that truth, and that's where the cynicism about friendship not enduring comes from in the world is that there are a number of false people that exist. There are a number of people who um, like to look out for self and always go for number one, not realizing that um, perhaps the greatest freedom of all comes in sacrificing yourself for the sake of another. And it's very clear that, that you guys do this. So sort of in that same vein, um, because, you know, y'all, y'all mentioned uh, a very telling story and you know, sitting out on the porch one evening and thinking, well, maybe this just this all isn't worth it. So I'm going to just dive into a couple of questions um, with you guys. Um, and the, the one that I have is, have you, have you ever had any experiences which maybe come to mind where you might have had a disagreement, but perhaps the significance of your friendship alone led to the dissolution of, of that um, disagreement or the solution, rather? Yeah, you know, <clears throat> I think we'd be liars to say that we don't disagree quite 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 a lot. Um it, talking about business and restaurants, our main focus and goal is the customer, and we both take that approach every day. So we understand uh, we're very passionate people about what we do. So if if, he, if if I have a viewpoint about something or Andy has a viewpoint about something, then you know it's 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 not about him or myself. It's about the customer. So we both know we're starting from a really good point, and if we disagree, we'll always bring in a third party. Normally, Nick Tallarico, who's He's like a he's like a family member to us. He's been with us from, since day one. He's worked with us for nine years. Um, but yeah, you know, I think it's important too. Back in the day, we used to fight a lot more about my way or his way or your way or their way. And now it's you know it's about I think as you grow and as you learn um, and maybe mature. That uh, I use that term very lightly because we're pretty immature people. But uh, <laughs> but I think that's a part of kind of growing as a business person and, and as a friend. You have to give and take. It has to be a give and take. And I think over the years, you know, we've learned uh, impatience um, that we didn't know we had. Uh, and in times where you, you know, you, we take a step back and try to see the angle or the perspective of each other when we disagree. And then, you know, also we take time now, I think, more than ever for some reflection. And then we pray about it. Like, you know, we always pray for some guidance and some... Um, you know, help us to like find the will to understand or the will to take on this challenge or whatever it is. Um, that's a big. That that those times are pretty important to us. I wonder if y'all could um, enlighten our our listeners about whether or not there were some persons earlier in life, um, maybe before even uh, you you guys set out on this this enormity of success that is your culinary adventure were there early persons maybe uh, that come to mind who modeled what 
successful friendship meant to you guys and sort of were the backbone or the installation of, of what made you guys realize how important uh, it is to, to sort of not be all about self and to sort of um, give some of those those moments over to the to the other person. So so I guess in a shorter version of the question, people that modeled good friendships for you throughout your lives. You know, I, I think the thing that um, I, I think as we got into the business and started doing some traveling and, and trying to keep up with the times and, and reading cookbooks and, and then doing different events across the country and meeting different people, um, I think we did we definitely were inspired and, and created a lot of great friendships with um, guys and peers in our, in our industry, but I think that we would always come home and be like, it was, we were super appreciative that we had what we had, you know, like, not that, uh, you know, I don't know if that makes sense, but like, um, the fact that we had, we were, had each other to, to work with, to work with, and like, knew each other's, you know, were there for such a at a young age together, so we, we kind of had this um, set support system in, in, in their base. Base, I don't know what that means. Yeah, it was like, uh, <laughs> uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, it was just, it was nice to have, we, we just developed a, a deep appreciation for what we had, and yeah. we, we really, really embraced that, and we're, and, and like, very thankful for it, because it's a, it's a, it's a tough, it's a tough industry to be in, and, um, and that was, you know, I don't know, that was kind of one of the things that, yeah. I think too, though. I mean, like when we kind of grew up um, cooking, uh, our industry for as a whole has changed completely. Because back in the day, when we grew up, back in the day, what is that? <laughs> right, when we first started cooking, uh, our chefs you wouldn't share secrets with other chefs, and um, you know the chef of the restaurant was the one and only voice, and it kind of stifled creativity. And it was a big one with Andy and I, and we said, when we do it, we're gonna you know break those walls down, um, and we're gonna you know. You know, bring bring everyone in, let everybody have a voice, and um, collaborate. Collaborate. You know, collaboration's major is really a big part of our success. I think, and you know, you always hire people who are smarter than you, and I think we've done a good job of that. Um, but um, family, I mean, family is probably the number one factor. I mean, we didn't really necessarily see people growing up uh, and cooking like when we were growing up cooking. We didn't really see people have partnerships as co-chefs and co-owners. Um, and a lot of people, when we first started, thought we were crazy. And they're like, well, which one of you guys is going to work the front of the house? And I said, no, no, we're both chefs. And um, But family, I think family, we associate ourselves and we kind of uh, bury ourselves with our family. They're around us all the time. They, they're always there to support us. And growing up in such a, like, kind of loving environment and they're, you know, our families, you know, my uncles are my dad's friends and my cousins are my friends. And, you know, it's, that's... You know, it's not family, you, oh, God, you have to go hang out with them. It's like, oh, yeah, let's go hang out, you know. And I think that was a deeper appreciation, and, and immediately I had that connection with Andy as he's more than a friend. He's kind of, fan, you know, he is now definitely family, but from day one, and I think that was really kind of what, you know, as long as we just kept our attitudes in check, we knew we were going to be all right. You guys, I know your time is extremely precious, so I have maybe only two more questions um, for you guys that I think our, our listeners would find very insightful or very helpful. Um, and th this next one really started to hinge on the, the crux of or the, the import of um, the, the entire theme or the entire mission of um, eternal insight as a whole. 
And, um, you know, of course, Eternal Insights, um, it's uh, our mission statement in a society captivated by the culture of now. We aim to liberate focus away from all this fleeting and ever towards all of the divine, and we cling toward what endures forever. So I guess um, we want to sort of echo that mission statement through a question, and the question comes down to this. What hope have you both, if any, that, that your friendship is something that continues beyond this life? Uh, do, do you hope uh, that wherever we may end up, um, that there is a way that this friendship, this bond that you guys have formed um, can continue? And, and if, if you do, why? And if you don't, why not? I mean, I know that, I think speaking for both of us, I think that uh, we, you know, on the other side, I, I feel like it's going to be like Sunday Momo's health every single day. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> Greenest tight fairways. Yeah. 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 I mean, I think that, uh, you know, we'll all be there together, you know, like we were around the table with all of our ancestors that were here before us and now gone, I think like it'll be like total Sunday to Mama's, I think. For sure. Yeah. And I you know, and, and too, I mean like our kids, they grow up, they play together, it's something that we wanna see and you know, there are you know, when we're long gone we want, you know, Corey and Ellie to be playing with Josie and Drew and for their kids to be playing together. I mean that's that's the way we grew up and that's a life um, that we know very well and we really appreciate and I think it instilled a lot of values with us so yeah we, we, we don't plan on going anywhere last but not least um, this is sort of a lesson in um, cultural anthropology for, for our listeners that don't know uh, I'm completely Italian both of you are as well um, so we, we share in this at least um, there is this maxim uh, in uh, Italian culture that close friends aren't just like family, they actually become family. Um, I was wondering if perhaps there are any insights you guys have um, which really illustrate how or why that is true. That's a, tough that's a, that's a, good, that's a good one then, do <laughs> <laughs> uh, Yeah, I'm going to have to... So why... Um, I'm going to have to have you read me that question again. So why friends are more than friends? Uh, Maybe. Sure, that that makes it sound a little unusual. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Moreover, um, the the maxim in Italian culture is that close friends are not just like family. They actually become family because of of the bonds between them. Um, So I was just wondering if if there was any sort of way that you guys could, could tell us how or why that's real for you guys? How are um, not just each other, but each one of your friends, how have they become family in a way? Well, I think the... That's a lot of that bring. Yeah, I think, I think growing up, yeah, perfect. I think um, our friends, like, you know, growing up in high school, you know, and growing up in grade school and high school, you know, they would come over to our house or come over to my parents' house and my parents. I mean, it, it, I think it starts with your parents and your family. Yeah. They treat them like they're not friends. They treat you like your family. You come in, you know, like our mom. My mom would never let anybody leave unless they were literally full and couldn't move. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's just that, it's that sense of, you know, taking care of and wanting to be a part of and making sure that if there's anything that's wrong that they can fix, they're going to help or try to fix it. Yeah, and it was completely instilled by our parents. Okay. It was all in that ring, for sure. Michael and Andy, we, uh, we thank you guys once more so much for sharing your story with us today. I'll 
be the first to publicly admit here that you guys have been and remain to be quite the inspiration to me personally. And I know um, that you guys know uh, that, that your friendship remains an inspiration to countless others as well. Um, you gentlemen truly embody the authenticity of friendship, I think, and, and that's certainly something, as you've demonstrated in, in the ways that we've talked today, that endures beyond the veil of this earthly life. Um, so, in, in closing, we definitely want to uh, we want to thank you guys again for being here. Thank you so much, brother. Thank you. It was fun. And uh, one, once more, we certainly want to thank those who joined us on the Anchor Radio broadcast platform, as well as those listening via podcast. Whomever you are and wherever you may be, encourage your friends, family, colleagues, whomever, to listen and join us for future episodes. Certain in the hope that does not disappoint, and in the eternal truth that endures throughout all of the pale, throughout all of life, on behalf of Eternal Insight, I am Anthony Marinese. Until next time.